Welcome to the Executive Minds Podcast, turning good intentions into reality in your career, business, and life. Here's your host, David Farmer. Well, welcome to the Executive Mind Podcast. This is David Farmer, and I'm excited about the story you're going to get to hear today. Uh, It's going to come from a friend of mine I got to know a few years back. I'll give you that background in just a second. But he, along with his brother, helped uh, found a new fitness concept that he'll share a little bit about uh, with us. And uh, it's a cool story, and he is on the verge, I think, of some really big things. So we're going to actually do this. His name's Seth Carver. I'm going to have him introduce himself just a sec, and uh, I'm going to hit him up with 10 questions around business building. So that, that'll that sort of be our theme for the day, but let me just say, first of all, Seth, welcome. Glad to have you here. Uh, just share a little bit about your story to sort of set the table for the, the conversation we're going to have. Perfect. David, thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be on this podcast. So funny story, my now wife and I, um, maybe about eight years ago, we were engaged, getting ready to be married, and uh, the church that we were attending at the time actually had a like a marriage mentor program. So we decided to enter into that, and they linked us up with a couple uh, that they felt were doing everything right and would be able to speak some wisdom into our future marriage. And so we corresponded over email and phone call. We met for lunch, and my wife and I are actually waiting outside of the uh, the restaurant, and we see this couple walking up, and this guy with these bright mustard yellow pants. And uh, you know, I kind of jokingly tap my my wife on the shoulder, and I was like, "What if this is the couple that ends up mentoring us?" And uh, they walk straight over to us and introduce themselves, and uh, I guess the rest is history. I don't have those mustard yellow pants anymore. In fact, that's funny. I don't even remember that. But it turned out to be a great relationship. And uh, that's one of the things Mallory and I have really enjoyed doing together. And we we entered into that with a little bit of anxiety as well, not knowing what kind of folks we were going to get. But once we got to know uh, you and Jennifer, we were hooked because you guys were awesome. And uh, we still have a relationship to this day. And apparently, you said, you know, we're supposed to tell you about all the things we did right. Actually, what makes us uh, qualified to be mentors is we've made some mistakes and learned from them. So that's what we actually try to share. Uh, But um, apparently, it's worked out okay because you and Jen have now um, been married a stretch and uh, have two kids. So, uh, so far, so good, huh? Yes, everything's been great. You know, she's an angel. And uh, if both of us were probably like me, I don't know if it would have worked out, but uh, praise God for her. Uh, I'll say amen to that because <laughs> we love Jen. All right, so te- I want you to tell us a story about your business and uh, you know how you got started and sort of bring us up to where you are today. That'll set the table. And then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just sort of quiz you. I'm going to hit you up with 10 questions around business building that I think can apply. Uh, you may not be a business owner like Seth is, but if you're involved in building something, I think these, are, these questions are generic enough. They're going to apply as well. But uh, first, I want folks to understand what you do and, and how you got to where you are. So share that story, Seth. Okay, yes. Yeah. So about 10 years ago, I was actually in the car driving down to Columbus, Georgia, which is where then my girlfriend, but now my wife and her family lived. And unfortunate circumstance with that or around that time period, my dad was actually diagnosed with terminal lung cancer. Um, so while I was driving down to Columbus, Georgia, I started thinking about my mom and, um, you know, she 
raised our entire family. I've got three other brothers, um, so she was never really necessarily in a career. She was just a I guess a homemaker the whole time. And so I started wondering about her financial future and if my dad had life insurance and, you know, just kind of all these questions started rolling through my mind. So I actually gave her a call, asked her um, if my dad did have life insurance and she said he did, but it was term life insurance. And in two years was actually the end of the term. I didn't really know anything about life insurance. So I asked her, what would it cost to extend it? But at that point they were living on disability. Um, You know, my mom at that point was pretty much just taking care of my dad full time. And so she said it was going to be more than they would be able to afford. So we kind of just had this conversation a little bit about it. And, you know, and I was like, well, let me just get this straight. So Lord willing, my dad lives for an extra two years. You end up being, you know, essentially in a a very poor financial situation. And she was like, well, that's not my concern. Um, You know, I want to focus on, you know, my dad and making sure that the time that they have left together was, you know, well spent. So I, uh, I decided if I started a business, I was in school and I was a personal trainer at a gym at the time. So if I found a way to um, make a couple extra hundred dollars a month, I would be able to save it until the time came. And if my dad lived past that two year window, I would have enough saved up to be able to extend it hopefully for another couple years. So I decided to come up with a boot camp concept, and I thought that the name was going to be extremely important. I wanted to make sure that it was catchy and that people, you know, were not intimidated by it or anything like that. So um, while I'm driving, I don't recommend this, but I was Googling names to see if this was um, taken and ultimately landed on the name Dream Body. So I... Once I find out that that wasn't taken, the rest of this trip, it was about an hour and a half to two hour long drive. Um, I just started coming up with business ideas, concepts, making mental notes of it. And as soon as I got to my future in-laws house, you know, I knock on the door, they answer and I'm like, nobody talk to me. I need a pen and a paper and I need about 30 minutes. So I, I didn't want to forget anything. So I ran into the back room in their office and just for about 30 minutes, jotted down all the uh, ideas that I had come up on this road trip. And ultimately, Dream Body was born and it became a boot camp concept that, you know, we ended up having a couple different locations in the uh, the metro Atlanta area. And then that kind of morphed because boot camps are outside. Um, it kind of morphed into a personal training business as um, the weather got colder or it rained or whatever. And then that morphed into a personal training consulting business for some local gyms. And that was pretty cool because, you know, we were very successful in turning gyms around um, from the personal training department. So this allowed us to see a lot of the mistakes that other business owners or other gym owners were making, and it gave us the opportunity to be able to figure out and fix them without it necessarily being our dollar that was, you know, at, at I guess, risk. I got to tell you, I love this story because it was born out of just a pure desire to help your mom, but you leveraged um, a capability, a strength, and, and I would say a passion you already had. But uh, instead of having this massive master plan that would get us from that point 10 years ago to where you are today, I think you just felt led to kind of do the next right thing. And, um, and that's turned out to, to serve you well thus far. Yeah, I mean, it was never my idea for this to be my 
ultimate breadwinner or, you know, grand idea. Um, really, I just wanted to make a couple extra hundred dollars so that I would be able to take care of my mom if she did need to extend the life insurance for my father. And, you know, I think God just worked in so many different ways. You know, I mean, if we had, you know, an entire weekend, I could tell you every detail and how God's hand was in all the morphs and the changes and the, the paths. Um, but I don't think we'll have an entire weekend to go over this podcast, but, you know, it was, it was really exciting. Um, you know, the changes and the concepts that came up from it, but it all stemmed from, you know, that just initial desire to make sure my mom was taken care of. Love it. Hey, um, I know enough about your story to know that you and one of your brothers, Jason, uh, kind of teamed up. And as you said, you went from dream body and really having a, a, a successful personal training business. And as you shared, helping other other gyms with their own uh, personal training element of their business, you uh, saw the potential for a whole new concept. And that, that'll kind of bring us current to where you are today. So you created uh, a fitness concept called Twisted Cycle. We like to talk a lot about how you kind of go from idea stage to prototyping it. And, and, and you've sort of done that. You've validated that there's a lot of demand for this fitness concept. And now you're actually in the process of growing it. So tell us a little bit about Twisted Cycle. Sure. So through the consulting business, we realized how difficult it was to continue to scale personal training. Um, the, uh, you know, I guess the attrition rate of trainers, you know, was very high and it just became very difficult. So we wanted to come up with a concept that was essentially copy and paste and a lot more uh, systematic in the, um, I guess, the approach from the business all the way to the service. So we ended up taking our small little personal training studio. We outgrew it. We moved down the road to a, a location that was about three times the size. It was a lot more space than we needed, but it allowed us to try out this concept that we had thought of called Twisted Cycle. Now, I knew that we wanted to combine indoor cycling with strength training. So my brother and I, being in the industry for a, you know, a little over a decade at that point, um, we were able to be fully confident in our ability on the strength training side. The downside was that we had never taught a single cycle class before. So we went out to some of the local gyms. We put out some advertisement to you know, get some instructors to apply and... You know, again, another way that that God has worked tremendous wonders in this whole process. The two largest gyms in our area had two instructors or an instructor at each one um, that were way above par, way above every other instructor at that gym. And both of them ended up applying. So we ended up hiring both of them. And, you know, their names are Kay and Tanya. And that gave us the ability to essentially learn from them, you know, how, how we were going to, you know, I guess, create this entire concept. And um, it was really cool because of their popularity, both from different gyms, when they moved over to our new concept, they brought a ton of people that just loved them, you know, and they were excited about this new thing, Twisted Cycle, you know, so they are typically in you know, just traditional 45 minute or hour long cycle classes. And so coming to something with their favorite instructor, but an entirely new concept was a great way for us to launch that platform. 
So to um, sort of set us up for the the, the, the rapid kind of Q&A I'm going to hit you up with, you have gone from just trying to earn a couple hundred extra bucks a month when you were in, in college to help your mom to you guys have, have a concept now. You've already got multiple locations open and you're now franchising this concept. And are you comfortable sharing your goal uh, around Twisted Cycle? Definitely. I think that the goal is a you know, a, a large part of what the journey has even been and why it even exists. So um, our goal is to have a thousand locations in the U.S. Um, once we hit that mark, our goal is actually to go abroad and um, just kind of put something in, in multiple countries. But we are wanting to scale Twisted Cycle um, through the franchise division and also opening up our own corporate locations and be very, very aggressive with our expansion. It's awesome. And so you can actually, if you want to say, what is he talking about? You can actually go online and see Twisted Cycle website. Uh, I will post that in the show notes, but it, you can Google it and you'll find it. But we'll, we'll give you the link in the show notes as well. So here's, here's Seth, uh, along with his brother and his team. They have got this thing up and running now. Uh, they have built uh, a lot of the infrastructure. They've started to franchise already. They're having a lot of early success, and now they've got a big plan. And uh, for me to sit back and watch this, it's just been a lot of fun because Seth and I have had the chance to sort of connect over the course of time, and he'll come every now and then, hit me up with some questions as he's thinking about the next step in his business journey. Uh, so I'm going to turn the tables. I'm going to ask you some questions today for the benefit of uh, our listeners. Uh, I got I got 10 for you, and we'll hit you up with the first one right now. What do you love most about having your own business? I think what excites me the most and what I love most about owning a business is problem solving, figuring things out, and then ultimately seeing it work. Um, I enjoy, I don't enjoy the problems, but I do enjoy coming up with the solutions, setting it into motion, and seeing it work out. Um, that's probably what I love the most. Awesome. Okay. Now, uh, you know, there's always two sides to a coin. What's the toughest part of having your own business? Um, I think the hardest thing for me has always been balance. Um, I think the biggest hurdle that entrepreneurs will run into is work-life balance, family and work balance. And so the toughest thing that I've run into is always you know, where am I giving my time? How am I giving my time? Making sure that when I'm with my family and, you know, with my wife, that they're getting all of me. And, you know, now that we've got multiple locations, multiple divisions of the business, you know, and, and multiple employees, there's so many issues that are constantly coming out, fires that I have to put out, you know, and, and being able to, to have that balance has always been extremely tough. And one of the things I know about you guys, uh, Jen actually studied to become a physical therapist, and she was a practicing physical therapist, but she's jumped in along the way and helped you as well. She's been a trainer. Uh, she certainly understands what you're doing. And while you guys have two small kids, like three and under right now, she, that's her principal focus. But uh, I know she's been uh, just a huge support for you uh, along this journey as well. Yeah, I mean, she's she's been an angel. Um, you know, I mean, I I couldn't imagine what it would be like to you know just stay at home with a a one year old and a three year old. Um, you know, and and 
both of them now are on different stages of life. So having to toggle back and forth between kids, I mean, I'm sure that it's just utter chaos. And so, yeah, she's been a huge champion. All right, go Jen. All right, here's question three. Think back over this 10-year journey, Seth. What's the biggest personal sacrifice you've made in building the business? I guess it would be a tie between, again, time, um, you know, making sure that the amount of time I've been able to dedicate to the business, but also from a financial standpoint, I had to leverage a lot. You know, there is a lot of risk involved in starting a business and, you know, right around that same time is also when we were starting a family. So, you know, I would say both of those, you know, were, were probably tied. You reference time. I know I've had conversations with you and you tell me about getting up at some like 4.30 in the morning or something to go meet some of your personal training clients. And it, 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 you did that on a regular basis. Yeah, it's actually four. Um, so when I, when I was a, a, a younger trainer, I thought 6.30 or 7 waking up was early. And um, as the business started to grow, I realized there wasn't enough hours in my day to get what I needed done and also spend that time with my my new wife at the time. So I I literally just sat down and realized I have to sacrifice something. It's either sleep or time with my wife. And, you know, I didn't want to sacrifice more time with my wife. So every single week, I just chopped off 15 minutes of my sleep and uh, ultimately landed at 4 a.m. And since then, that's when I've been waking up. Wow. All right. I, I, don't, I don't feel as good about myself anymore. But nonetheless, um, all right, here's question four. What motivates you to keep going? A lot of the same reasons why I started. Um, I still want to make sure that my mom is taken care of. Um, but now I've got a family of my own. And so that is what I wake up thinking about every single day. You know, when that alarm goes off at four, I'm not going to say I'm excited every single morning to get up, but I know that I have to make today matter. Um, And then, you know, I look over and I see my wife and I realize that this isn't just about me. So um, my motivation day to day is my beautiful wife and my two amazing kids. Well, we always talk about, you know, you got to know your why. Uh, It's the why that uh, gets you through the tough moments and, um, and, and, really gives you the fuel to, to do the hard things like getting up early and, and making those sacrifices. So that's a pretty good why. All right, here's fifth question. Uh, your business has grown a lot. If you're going to lead it, you got to grow. So how do you fuel your personal growth as a business leader? So very similar to, I mean, probably the listeners to this podcast is I surround myself with people that either are going in the same direction that I'm going, have been where I want to go, or I listen or read books that I feel are going to, you know, give me some sort of knowledge or some sort of platform that will ultimately be able to, you know, propel me forward. And I know there have been uh, several occasions over you know, the time you'll come say, hey, I really want to get with you. i got some questions for you. So I know you're really good about seeking counsel and just encourage folks, whatever you're doing, you don't have to do it alone. You can invite people to come into your journey with you. So uh, here's question six. Obviously, when all this started, you didn't know where you would be today. And and there are a lot of twists and turns, no pun intended on the twist word right there, but a lot of twists and turns when you're building something. How far out do you plan for your business? 
Um, so we actually, this came from a conversation that you and I had. You talked about having a 10-year plan, breaking that 10-year down to a five-year, breaking that down into a three-year, down to a one-year, down to a quarter, down to a month, down to a week, down to a day. So I'm not going to say or pretend that I'm that detailed to know that I need to do something every single day, but I do have um, 10-year projections, goals, and then I chop that up based off of where we currently are. And, um, you know, I, I I guess I have a 10-year goal, and then I have a week-to-week to-do list um, to make sure that I am on track. So as long as I'm doing those week-to-weeks, um, I should hit the 10-year. Yeah, I love that. Um, I would tell folks, if that just sounds like crazy or too daunting or whatever, I think there's a lot of value in thinking that way, recognizing it doesn't obligate you. You know, uh, I just think you get out in front of issues when you can think that way, and then you just got to give yourself permission to adjust the plan uh, as uh, things happen. Well, I think a mistake that a lot of people make is that they don't they don't have an end game or they don't have a goal. They, they kind of succeed today and then tomorrow, and then it kind of builds from there. But from day one, you know, as things started, you know, down just from a, you know, let me earn a couple extra hundred dollars, realizing that we had a viable business behind this. That's when I started planning on what years or a decade down the road would be. And I feel like too many people kind of shoot from the hip and then ultimately kind of just go wherever the wind takes them. That's great. I, so uh, 10 years into this, it, if you could go back in time and, and redo something, what's something you would do differently in building the business? I think some of the mistakes that I made were getting maybe too trusting of people in the beginning or sharing too much information about what we were doing. You know, we've had a lot of bumps in the road and hiccups. So you know, hindsight's 2020. So some of the mistakes that I made were actually involving other people or being a little too desperate in hiring or being too quick to hire somebody or not quick enough to fire somebody. It's good. People issues are real. And sometimes you just have to learn the hard way on that. I want you to share any rituals or routines or habits that you have adopted that help you be successful. You've already shared a a really good one that you're going to start early. In fact, you may be the earliest starter of anybody I've ever uh, talked to on this podcast. So, uh, uh, you know, give you kudos on that front. But what about any other routines or rituals that you think are critical to you being successful on an ongoing basis? Sure. Yeah. So I think um, how you start is uh, is going to play a huge role in that. So I wake up at four o'clock every single morning. I actually set three alarms. I've got one at four, four twenty, and four thirty. Now my main office is about seven minutes down the road. So I kind of play a game with myself every morning as I try to walk in the door of um, our corporate office before that four twenty alarm goes off. So, you know, I obviously get everything ready the night before. I wake up, jump out of bed. I'm not a snooze hitter or anything like that. So I jump out of bed, get ready for the day, leave as early as possible and try to walk in that door by 420. Then as soon as I do that, I walk into the very back room. Um, I spend some time in prayer um, and uh, in the word of the Lord, just knowing that that ultimately is the most important part of my day. And uh, that 
kind of helps set the tone for the remainder of the day. Um, it, it helps filter some of my thoughts and actions depending on the day and the crazy that happens with it. You know, I know that days where I have ignored, you know, that start, I've, I've always felt a little bit more anxious or, you know, a little bit more irritable. So um, that's a huge part of it. And then every day varies. So I wouldn't necessarily say this is an exact science, but finding some time to exercise, being in the fitness industry, everybody thinks that what we do is just work out all day. And a lot of times the last thing that you want to do is what you've been around all day. So, you know, finding some time and sticking with some sort of fitness and health routine, um, I think is extremely important. Um, so I would say that that is kind of, you know, my, my day-to-day rituals and routines. That's great. And, and I, I just like the way you're doing it before you're likely to get interrupted and you lock that down. So, um, all right, let's go to the next question. Uh, number nine, uh, I want you to think about your strengths as a leader. I may get you to share what one, of, one or two of those are and uh, tell us a little bit about how you leverage those strengths. Sure. So I actually before I started this business, would never have described myself as a leader. You know, like we talked about my brother and I, who he's 13 months older than I am. So um, I kind of always followed him. Um, He was actually the first one to get into the fitness industry. And I kind of just for a long time, just kind of followed in his coattails. We actually both joined the military. And when that happened, we got separated. Even though we went down and joined together, I got sent to a different platoon. And at first that scared me a lot because this was the first time that I'd kind of like broken off from him. And uh, just based off of the amount of push-ups that I could do at that time, they decided to make me in charge of this entire platoon. And I, you know, I tried to talk them out of it. Um, but that was the first time that I got put in a leadership position and actually realized that, you know, I, I was good at it and I liked being in that position and I wanted the responsibility that you know, ultimately came behind the decision making of it. So that at that point kind of became my life. And that's when I realized that, you know, I was a born leader and, you know, started working towards that. So my strengths, I would say that I'm relatively creative in a, um, I guess, from a business standpoint, able to come up with the concepts. And I would also say that I'm very good at problem solving, where I'm able to identify things, whether it's um, holes in our process, holes in the product, or you know, inside of our personnel, realizing who's good at what and being able to put them in the right places. That's really fascinating because I've never actually heard you say you. There was a point in your, in your life where you did not see yourself as a leader. So I would just, I got to take a moment here and just affirm the fact that I definitely see you thinking and acting like a leader. Also, you talk about being creative. I get that. You've been really good about trying to figure out how you can um, do something that is new and different. But you're not just a dreamer. Uh, You're an activator. And uh, so uh, huge props to you for that. So uh, you you definitely are a leader and you are making it happen. All right. I got got one last question for you here. And this um, this is requires a little bit of transparency. But um, if you think about where you you struggle the most as a leader, and we all have some area like that. Uh, What's that for you? And, and what do you do about it so that it doesn't undermine everything good you're trying to build? 
Yeah. So, I mean, I think that, you know, everybody has strengths and weaknesses and nobody likes to admit the weaknesses. But a big thing that I've had to realize is, um, you know, hiring out your weaknesses and realizing what those weaknesses are. So I would say in some areas of my life, I am others areas. I'm not um, from an organization standpoint. There's times where, you know, I can be very disorganized and a little scattered. So I've tried to surround myself with some of the, you know, executives in our company now, what I'll refer to as the round table, they, you know, they bring in that organization. um, And and a lot of times they're able to, you know, kind of help me uh, define and refine a lot of the thoughts that I might be having. And then also I would say communication in an empathy way um, or a sympathy way. I'm extremely direct. And if you know me, I'm not the most emotional person. So a lot of times I I guess I, I ignore how other people might be acting or reacting to certain things. And so over the course of, you know, the last couple years, especially realizing, you know, that, you know, people, people need to be communicated in a specific way to get the best out of that person. And so fortunately for me, my brother um, is a much, I'll do some air quotes, softer communicator than I am. So when a personnel issue is recognized more times than not I go to him for it and communicate with him because he understands me and how I communicate so I'll communicate with him the issue and then he's able to package it up a little bit probably less direct or a little bit um, softer than I would to make sure that we're getting the best out of people. It's a great answer. I appreciate you being honest. It kind of reminds me, uh, just recently interviewed Cindy Filer for the podcast, and uh, she does a lot of work in talent and human resources and asked her what's the difference between the best managers and leaders and others. And she said uh, the best managers or leaders show uh, positive attention uh, to the people that are on their team. So that has stuck in my head, and I've been really trying to figure out, am I doing a good job? of just showing attention in a good way to people that are part of my team and expressing gratitude for them. So, hey, um, thank you for doing this. And I want you to share with our listeners, if they want to learn more about uh, you or Twisted Cycle, where do they go to do that? I know uh, you are growing this thing right now as we speak in the Atlanta area and have plans to move quickly uh, into the Southeast, but hoping to go broader than that. So uh, where can people go check it out? Sure. Yes. So the website for Twisted Cycle is twisted-cycle.com. You know, in that way, you'd be able to to see all of our locations and learn a little bit more about what Twisted Cycle is. And then, um, if anybody ever wanted to get in contact with me directly, uh, then you would just go to info at twisted-cycle.com. That would be my email, and you know, I'll be able to answer and would love to answer any questions that anybody's got. I'm so excited about this, and uh, I'm, I can't wait to see uh, how this continues to grow and thrive and love seeing. You just love seeing people that, that do it the right way succeed, and I think, I think that's been your story thus far, Seth, and I'm very confident that the future is bright uh, for you and your brother and your family as well. So a huge thanks for being on the podcast, and I want to thank uh, listeners again for just joining us and I encourage you to share the podcast maybe with somebody else. And if you want to see, got other resources you can check out, uh, go to We Are Mentor. 
mentor.co.co uh, and mentor no vowels as my wife likes to remind me so we are mntr.co uh, you'll see blog uh, we've or actually have launched the uh, mentor network where you can get access to some other resources if you're interested in that uh, so check it out when you get a chance and again we'll post some uh, uh, some of the details in the show notes so uh, thanks for joining us again tell somebody and um, hope you take some great lessons from uh, Seth's story and figure out a way to leverage those and apply them in your own journey.